0: What's up, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. How you doing today, my love?
1: I'm well, how are you?
0: I can't complain. So, what's the topic for today?
1: Brown babies.
0: Brown babies.
1: Have you ever heard of that term before?
0: Uh, besides the baby we have and myself, <laughs> you no. Know?
1: Um, so I stumbled across an uh, an article yesterday the day before and it was talking about brown babies and GIs from World War II so I was confused as I'm like what are brown babies and just wanted to kind of out of curiosity learn more about what that was Mm -hmm. but um soon to find out brown babies is a term that was used for children born to black soldiers and white women during and after the second world war um As of 1955, African-American soldiers had fathered about 5,000 children in the American zone of occupied Germany, England, and some parts of Netherlands. In January 1942, after the US had entered the war, a large number of American servicemen, known as GIs, were shipped to Britain, Germany, and uh, other parts of Europe. Over the next three years, Three million GIs passed through the country, of which approximately 8% were
0: African-American. So, 8% of African-Americans were flown throughout Europe during the Second World World War, and um, basically got busy with a lot of the women in Europe.
1: They had relationships at a time that they weren't necessarily allowed to have relationships, but... Um, In order for them to meet these women or have uh, relationships with these women, they were in an environment where they didn't have strict Jim Crow laws like they did back in the States. Mm -hmm. However, they had restrictions as to what they could and could not do. But um, nobody really paid attention to that or followed those rules. Um, They continued interacting with other races when they were told that they could not.
0: Mm. I can't imagine being shipped to Europe um, where race is a little bit more relaxed than it is in the U.S., fighting over there, having children, knowingly or unknowingly, and going back to um, the BS in the United States.
1: Right. And not only was it African-American soldiers, they also had West Indians, Caribbean people, Mm. Caribbean soldiers that were sent over during the war. So other names for the term brown babies include war babies and occupation babies. In Germany they were known as <laughs> okay. Mischlingskinder, mixed-race children, a derogatory term first used under the Nazi regime for children of mixed Jewish German per- percentage. Mm-hmm. It is estimated that approximately two thousand brown babies were born in Britain during the war, and nearly all of them were illegitimate. Brown babies was the term to give these children by the African American or West Indies um, children.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, nearly half of these babies were given up, were given up to local authorities or children homes. Such were the difficulties and pressures facing the mothers. The stigma of having an illegitimate and colored child and the fact that between a third and a half of the mothers were already married. Correct.
1: So most of these women were already married. So having these children, it was clear and obvious that you had an affair because they came out. Mm -hmm. You know, they were outside of their race. English and German authorities tried to discourage relationships between white British women and black troops, but many romances began at um, parties and dances. Black troops were not allowed to marry their pregnant white girlfriends, and many of the children were given up for adoption, according to Professor Lucy Bland from Anglia Ruskin University, who interviewed 50 of the brown babies for a book called Britain's Brown Babies.
0: Wow, so let's stew on that for a minute. So... They will give these children up for adoption.
1: Yes, most of these kids became orphans.
0: Wow, that's interesting. But I I don't understand why they would do that. Besides, you know, racism and sleeping out <laughs> sleeping right. outside of your I'm, marriage is I mean, crazy. that's
1: why I was so fascinated with the story. And at a time during the forties, you know, this happened in the forties, mm-hmm. and I was just like, okay, well. They had these children, but not only did they have the children, they had to give them up for adoption. Um, some of the articles that I, re- I was reading, the mothers didn't all willingly take them or mm. take them to foster care or have them, them up. adopted. I think it was slightly encouraged mm. by the government to give up your children if you had a child out of wedlock, number one, and then number two, that was with a
0: black person that's really terrible if you think about it
1: yeah
0: um speaking on the local list Suffolk so podcast uh proof bland says
1: professor bland
0: professor bland excuse me nearly half of those babies were put in children homes they were often lied to and told their fathers were dead and that their mothers didn't want them. They were often called names and didn't understand. Some, people, some of them didn't even realize they were a different skin color. No one was explaining it to them.
1: Now, can you imagine? You're already an orphan, right? Mm. But then you're told by someone that both of your parents were either deceased or didn't want you. Mm. Can you imagine how that person would have felt?
0: V- terrible, I can imagine. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's really bad.
1: So unfortunately, very few of them were adopted. Officials said it would be impossible to place mixed-race children, and the government blocked adoptions from the United States, worried mm. that they would be seen as dumping them there. So not only did you want them to remain in foster care or to be in these orphanages and not be adopted because you assume people didn't want them, But the fact that they couldn't even go back to their fathers
0: and that's kind of like to
1: the United States.
0: That's kind of like creating a a second class of people, you know, maybe below a a middle class, a working class like that's creating a, um, a whole different class of people.
1: Yeah. The children grew up in predominantly white areas. The sites where the G.I.s had largely been based were in the south. Um, of England, South Wales, East Anglia, very white um, or predominantly white locations where they had little or no black or mixed race role models. Mm. Most suffered racism, the stigma of illegitimacy, and a confused identity.
0: Yeah, I can see how that can be very confusing.
1: Hmm. It's also interesting to learn... um, that type of history coming out of United Kingdom. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of the times um, when racism becomes a topic, it always has to refer back to the United States and you Mm -hmm. don't necessarily hear um, the narratives or stories that were told about what happened in England. Because they were saying, you know, we were more lax, there weren't any Jim Crow's and all of this, but there were other forms of racism that were prominent within the United Kingdom and there was also the Windrush remember when Mm -hmm. you had a lot of the Caribbeans coming into the United Kingdom so there were other things that were happening but we just had different names or different events in history that were the experiences of black people and were examples of racism but just different
0: and it's 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 really weird because they the country started off you know I guess mostly European descent and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, within a, a couple of years, there's more black and brown people there, mm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> and picture how the, the, the fathers, like the African-American fathers felt. Um, I'm pretty sure they, uh, some of them may knew, uh, knew about the situation, some of them probably didn't.
1: And that's what I read. Most of them had no idea Whoa. that they had children left behind. Mm. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just under half of these children were put into children's home. Few were adopted. Everyone involved in the adoption process appeared to assume that these black children were too hard to place. So um, in December 1945, Somerset County Council, who had 45 mixed race GI babies in their care, approached the home office to see if they could get the children adopted by putative fathers, near relatives, or other colored families in the United States.
0: Mm.
1: Putative as there was no DNA testing to establish paternity until the 1960s. But the home security pointed out that it was against the Adoption Act, which only allowed adoption by British subjects or relatives. Mm. So like I was saying, they would not allow for United States citizens to then adopt British children if they were born on British soil.
0: But are they... I mean, I guess they are... The children are British, you know, being born on British soil. But at the same time, they're still American, too.
1: Well, there are a lot of... I feel like there are a lot of excuses around why Mm -hmm. they took such a long time and poor care towards these... I mean, we obviously know the reason why, but it was, that that was the most horrible thing I feel like for those children to experience.
0: Mm-hmm. Could they even imagine, like, before they said, okay, let's get some soldiers over here, could they imagine that you know, British women would uh, have quote-unquote relations with these soldiers?
1: I mean, it is expected because even British, I mean, white American males were doing that as well. Mm-hmm. It's just that maybe they didn't know to what extent Mm -hmm. that would have happened. But also because they created a ban, they probably thought that that would have prevented people from continuing to have relationships with one another. Mm -hmm. There's similar stories in Vietnam and other places in Asia where African-American men were sent over. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's children, black children in those spaces as well. We don't often hear about it, but it happened. You know, it's just one thing that happened during the war. Men would also have relationships outside of their situations back home. Right. In 1948, the government changed its policy for just over a year. The year of Leon's adoption, they called it. But in 1949, they reverted it back to the ban, despite hundreds of African Americans who really wanted to adopt these children. It appears that in 1948, the government had become increasingly concerned that they were being seen to be shrinking responsibility and of dumping the mixed race children of British subjects onto the Americans. The Home Office explicitly wanted to avoid any suggestion that um, those in the country are trying to get rid of the colored waifs Mm -hmm. left behind by the American occupation. Um, it sounds like a lot of bullcrap to me. You know what I mean? Like there's a tug of war of who's going (laughs) to figure out what or take care of these children.
0: I'm quite curious to know that did the British government um, create like ghettos or what do they call them over there again? Uh, Townships or something? Did they create these ghettos and just ship all of these mixed babies there?
1: I don't know i'm not quite sure i'm not quite sure what the reasoning was behind not finding homes for the children Mm -hmm. despite racism for me Mm -hmm. i think a lack of um empathy or
0: accountability
1: accountability or support for these children because another thing that they were fighting about too was well the children were not white, so truly they weren't British. So they were also trying to debate, what are these children? Mm-hmm. They're not American. They were born in British soil, but we're not going to claim them as British because they're black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it was almost placing these babies as non-humans or non-citizens.
0: Something else.
1: Yeah, something else. Hmm. Um, um, in addition, a mixed race GI baby stood out as a visual marker of the black soldiers having, indeed, um, being overpaid, overfed, oversexed, and too too much in their space, <laughs> in their white mm-hmm. spaces. So I think it was a constant reminder for them if they embraced those children, um, the idea or possibility of the world becoming diverse and inclusive. Mm. I don't know. Like, I'm not sure, but I just feel like it was too much to bear that that amount of um, relationships or bonding with the races. It became too much for them, so much so that they couldn't contain it.
0: I mean, very bizarre. You could definitely tell the 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 after effects there because we, when we went there, it was extremely diverse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm. Sure, that's probably the start of the diversity right there. Mm. Allowing these soldiers and, you know, African American or, or whatever race that they are and just to help fight off a, a common threat. Th- that probably started the the, the, the the diversity in in the UK.
1: It's a very interesting perspective. So they say over the years, some have found their fathers, um, these brown babies. Um, Such is the wonder of DNA testing and its increasing use in the U.S. Many are still finding U.S. relatives um, still to this day, although it is rare that a father is still alive. When I was going down this rabbit hole, I found so many stories where by the time the children realized what happened or the story behind, you know, um, what was going on, most of their parents had already died because it was something that happened in the 40s. Yeah. You know? And it didn't happen just in the United Kingdom. It was happening in Germany. Like, certain parts in Europe where black people (laughs) or GIs were, West Indians, Caribbeans were, um, helping to fight for the war. Like, this is what most of these children experienced. They just thought they were orphans. Some of their narratives were Mm -hmm. were lies from what they assumed, what was going on in their history.
0: Wouldn't it be interesting to... Be a British quote unquote citizen finding out this information through DNA and finding out that you have siblings in the United States?
1: Oh, I'm probably sure most of them had siblings.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. again, most of them didn't even, their fathers didn't even know they existed. Mm hmm. There's, mm-hmm. there's so many fascinating stories I'm pretty sure and I would love to actually um, you know read the book that I kept seeing pop up in these stories about brown babies mm-hmm. to really see like you know all the different narratives that were examples of this experience
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: there was one baby I think there was one baby actually that made it over to the UK um, the United States from UK Um, which even an ebony article was written about him and so once that article came out um, there were so many african-americans that were like okay well we're willing to take these children in Mm -hmm. but after that article i felt like the u.s government was like oh hell no Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know i mean we're not even going to start this or let this happen so i'm pretty excited to learn more information about you know, the overall story, but what, I mean, despite you saying you feel like this is, like, the beginning of, like, diversity of the United Kingdom and other ideas that you had, what do you think about, like, just these children having to be in orphanages or displaced from their mothers because of the choices that their mother and father made?
0: I think it's, I think it's, it's terrible. They just threw these children away like trash. They didn't know what to do with them, so they just put them into these, I guess, concentration camps.
1: Ah, uh, concentration
0: camps, yeah. You know what I mean? They, it's not my, I guess they thought it's not my problem, so we can't figure out what to do with them. Let's just put them over here and hope the problem disappears.
1: It's funny you bring up that, uh, quote or saying about concentration camps because that's actually what happened to some of them because this was in World War Two, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, a lot of them did experience that, mm-hmm. especially in the Third Reich. I think they call it like um, in Germany, mm-hmm. and Hitler had put most of those kids in concentration camps. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's that's kind of what happened to some of them. But that's that's terrible.
0: I can't imagine. The, well, I guess I can, but there's European people out there. With grandfathers and grandmothers and you know in Norway with with African lineage, you know mm-hmm. is with African American lineage, you know they might look as as white as snow today, but if we look back at it at the history and, and see their grandparents or their great grandparents, you yeah. know
1: I mean I hear a lot of people celebrating there. Diversity, or you know, the different makeups of their racial background, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, do you really know the story of why you're this way? Mm -hmm. And some of them may not be able to say, but be like, well, you know, part of my heritage is black, but I don't know, you know, what part of black (laughs) or where that black came from, culture, right? So
0: it's it's not knowing the culture, you know. We we have a a very rich culture, Mm. but at the same time black people have been traveling this this planet and, and spreading their seeds all over for for thousands <laughs> of years
1: thousands of years yeah you know what i mean but what um, a fascinating story yeah yeah fascinating
0: i just wish and hope that you know people can just open the archives and 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 check their dna and and to see if they have relatives all over you know
1: right and thankfully there's technology nowadays because I'm sure a lot of well back in the day you didn't really have access to ancestry and things like that but mm-hmm. now you do so there may be a lot more families that are looking for who they are mm-hmm. and being able to actually find out who that is it may, it may not be people that are alive now but at least you know what, who your family members are mm-hmm. who your distant cousins or close cousins are
0: i don't know why this reminded me of some um something i seen on tiktok Mm -hmm. and it was this lady um in the uk going around asking people about afrobeat and this lady went to um the first person she was like um what's your ancestry he was like from jamaica and she was like how do you feel about afrobeat being played in Carnival, he was like, We love it. Then he, she went to another one, she was like, Where, What's your ancestry? He said, I'm from Nigeria. He was like, What do you think about you know, Afrobeats being played in um carnival? He was like, We love it. And then she went to a lady who said, I'm a black lady. She was like, What's your ancestry? She said, I'm American. She was like, Okay, but what's your ancestry? Are you African? Are you Jamaican? What's Indian? woo, woo. Lady said, I'm American. And... She was like, Okay, how do you feel about Afrobees? But just the thought of um people from, you know, the continent or or the Caribbean, um, they consider themselves I'm Jamaican, I'm from Nigeria, da 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 da. Um, you're yeah, African American, but you should be, you know, know what your lineage is. And when we say American, that's kind of shined upon.
1: When they they finally hear, well, I'm an American. Yeah. And that's something I find fascinating because I I absolutely know that people do that. You Mm -hmm. know? Like it's
0: the bottom of the barrel type. Right. And
1: I feel like that's what's being insinuated subliminally. Mm -hmm. So I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Where a lot of people when you are stating that you're African-American, you may get a side eye, but I noticed a, sh- a shift, though. I did notice a shift um, during 2020, like post-2020, and um, all of those um, Black Lives Matter narratives mm-hmm. and experiences we are facing, social injustice. Now, when you say I'm American, people resonate with you, and you're like, oh, you know, I'm so sorry. I'm being so pathetic. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, I do understand where a lot of people... Um, basically, s- understood that of you being the bottom of the barrel of blackness. It's <laughs> you know like I mean? it's like they
0: don't see the the culture there, you know. Even though we've been here for four hundred, five hundred years, and yes, we come from West Africa, but we still have a culture of our own.
1: Absolutely, and people. Maybe people considered you as that like bastard child.
0: No, you know? no, pe- but not necessarily- that. But people don't recognize or understand the culture. When they think of American, they just think of white people,
1: and not the history,
0: and not the history. You know what I mean? America is a melting pot of so many different cultures, experiences. You know, and even though so many different people, we're all still the same people here. Because we, we live within those cultures and that, that experience. And it's hard to see that when you're from, you know, Nigeria, per se. And a lot of the culture there is, is the same, even though you have different tribes. A lot of the culture there is, and traditions are, are similar to each other.
1: I can totally understand what you're saying, but I think that we, our media has done a great job of lying to people about what American culture is. Of course. Where you don't necessarily see the segregation, but I would say that a lot of Africans, let's say, that are American and have family in different countries— most of them do educate their family members about what it's mm-hmm. like. Like, we know people that are Nigerian that are here that have family abroad, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm sure they have those conversations about, oh, that's not actually how America is, mm-hmm. and this is how it is. But I do feel like now it's it's starting to change, and we're now starting to unite as a people mm-hmm. and have conversations about what our cultures are like or really have narratives and be like, well, no, that's not our culture, or this is how our culture is, and mm-hmm. this is what we experience as black people in this place. That doesn't make me any different for you, from you mm-hmm. or your experience, because we all were oppressed. We were just oppressed differently.
0: Differently, on different land, mm-hmm. you know? And um, I don't know, I just thought it was it was weird. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when we were in London, um, I think it was the last day there, and I went... Called a called a, a a bolt or a Uber back from um, Camden, mm-hmm. and I was talking to this one guy, and he was like, um, "What's your background?" Verbatim, I was like, "I'm African American." He was like, "Why do you guys call yourself African American? You're American."
1: You it's, you have to know the the cultural background of why you know what I mean. Like you yeah. have to know the history of America in order for you to understand. And what he was
0: Somali. And right. I was like, well, I'm a black African. My lineage comes, my ancestry comes from Africa, but my culture is American.
1: But you go to any other country and you ask them what they are, even if you're a different, like right. even if you're black, you you're either y- Italian, it, you're British, you People
0: Disney don't Asian. ask why a Jamaican calls himself Jamaican when Nash, when in their history shows that they come from West Africa or Haitian or, or Dominican nobody asks why, why do you call yourself dominican but when right. it comes to American, when it comes to african-americans they be like why do you call yourself african-american
1: right but you just what you're saying is what they're asking like you said why do, nobody questions jamaican because they're saying i'm jamaican from jamaica mm-hmm. but an america black american would say i'm african-american mm-hmm. to make it distinguishly that I am not just American, I'm this too. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you go to London and you see a black British, they don't say I'm black British, they say I'm British. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they understand that America is still very segregated in our experiences. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is together, you know what I mean? Yeah. So for them, it's like, why can't you just call yourself? American, like a Dominican, will call themselves Dominican. Mm. When you could say I'm Afro-Dominican, but people don't say that; they say I'm Dominican. Yeah. So I get what you're saying, and I get with their the question that they're asking you. But if you don't educate yourself about American history, that's a stupid question to ask. In my it, opinion, it's, it's, it's <laughs> you know definitely you know I mean? a
0: stupid question to ask. But you know. I get
1: what they're coming from because, yeah, it's it's the same as if you're saying, "Well, you're Jamaican, but why are you calling yourself Jamaican?"
0: don't you call yourself African Jamaican yeah, I mean no because I mean, <laughs> there's there's there's, there's white Jamaicans over there there's, there's Asian Jamaicans over there right but, all but everybody them, calls, calls each themselves other Jamaican, Jamaicans but yeah. you
1: cannot question an African American like they're stupid or unintelligent or mm-hmm. less than because they want to distinguish their Africanity within America because for so long and this is what I had to learn and remind my family members that asked those questions mm-hmm. about Americans, African Americans is that you cannot dismiss their experience in America.
0: Exactly. African Americans
1: have never felt like they belonged in this country.
0: Whenever I speak to first generation uh, uh, Sierra Leoneans or Nigerians, they say, I'm Nigerian American.
1: Because they understand. Right. I'm Zimbabwean American, but I understand that I'm Zimbabwean before I'm American. Mm-hmm. I make that clear. But you've never—I very rarely hear Black people in America say that they're just American. Mm-hmm. We have other narratives that make us make up our culture.
0: And a lot of people <laughs> don't know their history, so anyway. sometimes they're American. <laughs> yeah. That was a little tangent, but um, thank you for listening to this episode. Um, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment, and um,
1: we love you all. We, we love do. y'all, man. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thank you.
0: Peace.